Hello, this is Pastor Nathaniel, and you're listening to the Edda Talk for the Eddie Walk Podcast. Here you'll find messages meant to edify and encourage God's people in the maturity, purity, and unity that comes from following Christ. From devotional thoughts to sermons from our Sunday morning services, my prayer is that the time you spend listening to this podcast will help you grow closer to our Lord and also lead you to loving others like He loves us. Let's get right to it. Let's go back two weeks. We started a new series. Advancing the Kingdom with Love. It comes from 1 Timothy chapter 1. The first seven verses. And two weeks ago, we talked about love that comes from a pure heart and the importance of pursuing purity. We're going to continue that series. And we're going to talk about what God's Word says about a good conscience. So, If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Timothy chapter 1. If you don't have your Bibles, it's on the screen. And would you stand as we read God's Word together, if you're able. of Christ Jesus by the command of God our Savior. Don't miss that. It's pretty cool. No other religion can say that their God is their Savior. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the command of God our Savior and of Christ Jesus our hope. To Timothy, my true son in the faith, Grace, mercy, and peace from God, the Father, and Christ Jesus, our Lord. As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, stay there in Ephesus, so that you may command certain men not to teach false doctrines any longer, nor to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. These promote controversies rather than God's work, which is by faith. The goal of this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Bitch can't guess what we're talking about next week. Some have wandered from wandered from these and turned to meaningless talk. They want to be teachers of the law, but they do not know what they're talking about or what they so confidently affirm. Lord, we don't want to be those people. May we be the kind of people who know what we're talking about because we're connected to the vine. 
And because your love, Jesus, flows through us. A love that is pure. That comes from a good conscience. And a sincere faith. Lord, we know we can't do that on our own. So we look to you for help. Thank you for your word. And how your word helps us. And Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you for how you help us. And Lord, I thank you for how we can be in your word together. And Lord, what it means to follow you. And be discipled by you. And Lord, thank you for the transformation that happens. Only from you. As you make us more like Jesus. And I pray all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Always let your conscience be your guide. That's not in the Bible. No, Jiminy Cricket said that. (laughs) And I totally meant to have Erica snag a picture of Jiminy Cricket for you. Stick it up on the screen, but I forgot. He said, always let your conscience be your guide. That's good advice. As long as you have a good conscience. What is conscience? Our conscience. Well, could be defined as an inner feeling or voice that serves as a guide to what is right and what is wrong. Now that you know what your conscience is, let me tell you what it isn't. The Bible shows us that our conscience is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. But the Holy Spirit can influence and speak to our conscience. Romans 9, verse 1 says this. This is Paul writing. He says, I speak the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. My conscience confirms it through the Holy Spirit. So if somebody tries to teach you, your conscience is the Holy Spirit talking to you, Your conscience is not the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit can speak to your conscience. The Bible also shows us that the Lord provides assurance and conviction. Now, conviction of like sin, right? Or conviction that something's good. What what does conviction do? Conviction convinces us of something. Do you kind of see the word convince in the word conviction? So the Bible shows us that the Lord provides assurance and convictions to our conscience. Listen to what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 12. Now this is our boast. Our conscience testifies 
than we've conducted ourselves in the world. And especially in our relations with you, with integrity and godly sincerity. We have done so not relying on worldly wisdom, but on God's grace. See, when we do things by God's grace and God's principles, we can be assured that our conscience is good and clear and clean. It's important to have a good conscience. I mentioned that earlier. Always let your conscience be your guide if it's a good conscience. It's important to have a good conscience. Paul mentions that, goes deeper into that in his letter to Timothy in chapter 1 of 1 Timothy. Look at verse 19 you'll see why it's important to have a good conscience. Paul says, Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well, holding on to faith and a good conscience which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to their faith. That's what happens when you don't have a good conscience and hold on to your faith. Your faith could be shipwrecked. Even on Gilligan's Island, the shipwreck wasn't as good as it sounded. We don't want our faith to be shipwrecked. I also appreciate how Paul reminded Timothy to remember those prophecies, what people said about him earlier. You know, sometimes someone might give us a compliment or say something encouraging to us or even prophesy something they see in us, but then we forget it. That's a good reminder to remember that good stuff people said about you. This morning, let me tell you how to get a good conscience. One that works and always guides you in the right direction. It's only through Jesus and His blood. Hebrews Hebrews 9, 11-14 I was talking to my mom yesterday. I wasn't offended. My robocall went directly to voicemail. She said, I'll listen to it later. I said, I'm talking to you now. Let me give you the scripture. And here's how you remember it. Hebrews 9.1.1. And it's about the blood. Just associating it for you. Because it's a good one to remember. She was going to go back and listen to the voicemail. Sometimes they don't come through clearly. 
that's AT&T or Verizon. We'll blame them. I'm getting distracted, y'all. Hebrews 9, 11 to 14. Hebrews 9, verse 11. When Christ came as high priest of the good things that are already here, He went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not man-made. That is to say, not a part of this creation. He did not enter by means of the blood of the goats and calves, but He entered the most holy place once for all by His own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean. I'm glad we don't sprinkle blood on people anymore. That's gross. How much more then will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from the acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. Excuse me. There's power in the blood. His blood cleanses us of our sins and cleanses our consciences. We just read about it. How do we know we have a clean conscience? Here's how. A clean conscience guides us in the good and away from the bad. Rather than always serving ourselves, we now serve the living God. How do we know that's what a good conscience does? What a clean conscience does? Because that's exactly what verse 14 says. Look at it again. How much more then will not maybe, not may, how much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from the acts that lead to death, that's away from the bad and into the good, so that we may serve the living God. So a good conscience is a clean conscience. And a clean conscience is a clear conscience. That sounds a lot like freedom, doesn't it? Because if we have a clear conscience, that means we don't have a 
guilty conscience. That sounds a lot like freedom, but is it for real? Because, you know, sometimes I can't forget. I forget the things I don't want to forget and don't forget the things I should forget. Oh, I like to remember my mistakes. It's easy to remember how I messed up. He even go back 30 years. There's no need to do that. We can have a clear conscience. Don't take my word for it. The perfect illustration is in Paul. Is it not? I mean, I've done a lot of bad and stupid things. I'm guessing you have too, because we've all sinned and fallen short. But I was never a terrorist. What was Paul? What did he do? He arrested and persecuted Christians, knocked down their doors, took them out of their homes. Well, how about Peter? Man, he messed up. Messed up, I think, worse than you or I could have. Cursed, even knowing his friend and the one he admitted is the Christ, the Lord. But he didn't stay there, did he? He went on to serve the Lord, both Peter and Paul, with a clear conscience, guilty conscience, gone. So I leave you with this before we take communion. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart. We'll talk about that more next week. And with the full assurance, notice the language there. It's not a quarter or a third. The full assurance that faith brings. Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience. And having our bodies washed with pure water. Because that's what Jesus did for us. Does for us by the power of his blood. Lord, Lord Jesus, thank you for all that we have in you. And Lord, sometimes... Sometimes it's easy to beat ourselves up, remind ourselves of our mistakes, remind ourselves that we're not perfect. But I praise you that we don't have to be 
because we have a perfect Savior who forgives us of all of our sin. And that's why we celebrate in communion together this morning. We praise you, Lord, that we can have a good conscience. A clear conscience and a clean conscience. Lord, I thank you that we're free to serve you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love you the same. And Lord, may your Holy Spirit remind us of your word, of the good things that others, our brothers and sisters of Christ, have said about us. And the good promises we have only in Christ. Bless us now, Lord, as we share in communion together. And Lord, I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast is helpful to you, please rate us on iTunes or like our page, Springwater Church the Nazarene, on Facebook. Have a great day and Lord bless.